0: It has to actually to speak about my career, and I. The truth is, I, I've never written much about myself. I I am, however, like most writers I know, interested in the subject. I <laughs> just don't think there's very much to tell. I, uh, I'm just a writer. I spend a lot of time alone at my desk. Um, but most of what I write is nonfiction, and because of that, I get to enter the lives of other people. And some of them. Uh, Quite extraordinary. I want to tell you briefly about one instead of telling you about myself. Uh, this is a, a man who grew up in a trailer park, <coughs> later on a leaky old boat on the Gulf Coast of Florida uh, in a bayou. He got a scholarship to Duke, uh, then a scholarship both to Harvard Medical School and to Harvard's program uh, in anthropology. He received both his M.D. and his Ph.D. simultaneously six years later. And his Ph.D. thesis was uh, published in a won a prize. Uh, Now he's uh, a senior um, infectious disease specialist at the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, which, with apologies to Dr. Carson, at least vies for the title of the best hospital in the world. Uh, He's uh, probably one of the world's best-known medical anthropologists, certainly one of the uh, great clinical infectious disease doctors in the world. Uh, But really, that isn't all. I mean, that isn't even a a tiny part of what this person is. He studied uh, hard at Harvard, obviously, but uh, he often did it when he was far away while building piece by piece and with money that he had essentially begged a hospital in the poorest part of Haiti, which, as you all know, I'm sure, is the poorest country in our hemisphere. Uh, This hospital serves about a million people now. Uh, Care there for all serious illnesses is free, and it wouldn't, be of any use to most of the people who live there if it weren't, because uh, people can't afford anything. Um, all the staff, except for Dr. Farmer, who's the medical director, are Haitian. Uh, and, uh, and, and believe me, that's quite a challenge. I mean, Haitian medical training is mediocre at best. Um, but when I think about what this hospital has accomplished, it's it just staggering to me. Um, in, in the worst place in the world that I have ever seen. Um, Tuberculosis still kills more people in Haiti uh, than any other infectious disease, more adults that is, Uh, even more still than AIDS. Um, Although AIDS and TB usually work together to kill people uh, in, in a place like Haiti. But in the catchment area of this hospital, no one has died of tuberculosis, not a single person since 1988. The vertical transmission rate of AIDS from mothers to babies is half what it is in the United States. Roughly half, 4%. They've built schools, they've done water projects, um, and recently they began to treat uh, patients with AIDS, with antiretroviral medicines. Uh, money, medicines that at first they borrowed and that they've gotten little grants to, to keep supplying. Uh, and they've done this with astonishing success, without uh, having to use CD4 counts and viral loads um, and other fancy diagnostics. And in the fact they've done it with such success that that their procedures are now being touted by the World Health Organization as a model for how we might begin to attempt to staunch the terrifying epidemic of uh, AIDS in Africa, uh, epidemic of AIDS and TB, I should say, in Africa. Dr. Farmer and his, uh, this, is, this man's name is Paul Farmer, <laughs> I should have mentioned that, uh, and his small organization which is called Partners in Health, uh, and it's situated in Boston, it's connected to Harvard. He is a professor at Harvard Medical School. Uh, This organization is deeply, instrumentally involved now in the effort to control the TB epidemic that's currently raging in Russia. It's a largely a prison-based epidemic, and it's laced heavily with uh, what is called multi-drug resistant TB. Uh, They're working in Peru, in Chiapas, in Mexico, and in Roxbury, in Boston. Um, I might just give you a quick story about Peru. They got sucked into uh, Peru, when they, uh, quite by accident, when they discovered a, uh, an epidemic of drug-resistant TB there. In those days, this is only five or six years ago, the World Health Organization had said it was impossible to treat drug resistant TB in settings such as Peru. That is in the third world, or what some people call the developing world, um, which to me sounds like a, is a very strange term because the one thing that it's not doing, by and large, is developing. Um, They came across this epidemic anyway. The WHO said you can't treat it uh, with, under enormous, uh, uh, encountering enormous difficulties, they did. Um, And they got cure rates close to 90%, which are better than the cure rates that um, the uh, National Jewish uh, uh, and and Denver gets, which is the best, supposed to be the best hospital for this in the world. Um, I've sketched this this man's resume briefly, this Paul Farmer's resume, just because I thought it might be inspiring to some of you um, as an example of how what we call achievement can have uh, other ends besides personal advancement. This guy's life is very hard. He rarely gets a good night's sleep. He spends half his time crammed into airplane seats. He hasn't taken a vacation for a very long time. Um, he travels all over the world. He travels, he's traveled to Russia dozens of times to Peru, 40 or 50. He's never seen the Bolshoi Ballet. He's never been to Machu Picchu. Places where he goes are uh, prisons, slums, and hospitals. Uh, But following me around, wishing from time to time that we could visit some of those places, I've really come to envy him. Uh, He's someone who has made and continues to make a difference, a palpable difference in the world, both on a small scale with individual patients and on a large scale. Um, He has, just incidentally, I think uh, changed my own life a little. Through him, I've gotten a glimpse of a world that's in far greater need of repair than I ever thought it was, or ever really wanted to think it was. And I've also begun, I hope, to shed some of the cynicism that's lingered with me since adolescence. Terrible thing for for you to carry with you very much farther than you've come, if you've you've still got it with you. Most modern descriptions of human behavior give selfishness great explanatory power, even over what looked like selfless acts. But now that I've spent about a year and a half with this self-professed, poor people's doctor, altruism has begun to seem plausible to me. Actually, it's begun to seem normal. So the moral of this little sermon to you, uh, all of you accomplished young people, is not to forget the people who are a lot less fortunate than you are, who are a lot less fortunate than all of us here, the suffering Haitians, the Peruvians, the suffering Russians, the Africans. And to remember, to paraphrase one of my favorite writers, that uh, they are just as big as we are, whoever we are. Thank you.